You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I, uh, I'm Cheryl, and Tony is here, and uh, we are both uh, Texas licensed attorneys, and we are here to help you. Uh, We talk about each week, Tuesdays from 12 to 1 p.m., we talk about various legal topics, and uh, if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, then just email us at questions at legalconnectionshow.com, and you can check us out on Facebook, too, at uh, facebook.com forward slash Legal Connection Show. So, Tony and I are here today. Uh, we're finishing up a two-part series. I think we're going to finish it today. Maybe not, but that's okay. On defamation. Before we talk about defamation, Tony, you wanted to talk to our listeners about walkthroughs. Now, yes. what are those? Just briefly, because um, I've had some exposure to this. Um, uh, you know, I do a, a criminal defense. And uh, I just in the recent uh, couple of weeks, I've had several clients who learned that they had uh, warrants out for their arrest. And Mm -hmm. it's a good thing to check. I mean, you just don't know. And and in one particular case, uh, this gal learned that her brother um, had charged her improperly with theft and somehow got the charges to stick. Last year, she never knew about it. So last year he yeah, and it's just it's been inactive. She's had a warrant out for her arrest for quite a while. She's a good driver. There was no reason for her to be pulled over. Um, They just never. She just has a warrant out. So uh, the only reason she learned about it was uh, she told a friend she was going to renew her driver's license, and uh, the friend said, "I I don't know what made her look, but she said, oh, you know, you made a. They may arrest you. You've got a warrant out, and so uh, she called the bond company, which is what I always advise my clients to do because those bonding companies have computer access to all, you know, who's got warrants out and who doesn't. So that's just the easiest way to go. Yeah. Um, plus, they want your business. And, uh, you know, and, and it's also even a bonding companies have to, my understanding is they have a, a schedule of fees, uh, uh, rates that they can charge. For the most part, they're they're competitive and you can work with them on different things like financing and, and, and just different deals, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, she calls out, finds out she's got the bond, and then I always get the same question, what... Uh, what should I do? Uh, should I turn myself in, or can you handle it for me in court? Right. Well, there's several different things you can do, and I've d- and different courts do different things. Uh, the very first thing I suggest when people find out they've got a warrant is uh, to let me find out, to look into what court it's in, and I'll contact the court. You know, there's just so many courts in every different county. Uh, small towns are one thing, but in Harris, you've got, you know, uh, I don't know, I, I can't remember the number of it. I want to say 20 felony. 20 misdemeanor, then you've got all the JPs, all the municipal, just a ton, a, a multitude of different reasons. And you have warrants in all these different courts, and there's not one centralized system. Right. And um, so so the question is, will the court let you do what's called a walkthrough? Right. And a walkthrough is when you actually go to court, uh, you, you call the court in advance, let them know that you've got a defendant that's got a warrant out, that is a case in their court. You contact a bonding company, or you find out what the court's protocol is, but typically, uh, you'll contact a bonding company, or you'll find out or, or if your client has the money to do a uh, cash bond. One way or the other, you've got the money to bail out. Mm-hmm. you either got the person that's going to help you bail out, mm-hmm. or you're prepared to go do a cash bond, which is always my preference, mm-hmm. uh, with the, the sheriff. Why? And a cash bond, that just means that the client puts up the money themselves. The whole amount of the mm-hmm. bond that's set. Okay. And then they could, if they, once the case is dismissed, they get the money back. Right. With the bonding company, they get to keep that service fee of whatever you pay them, which is the bail. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that being said, uh, regardless of how you, you pay to get bonded out, uh, in order to to make the process go smoothly so you're not in jail, nobody right. wants to sit in jail, right. uh, you want to uh, to make sure that you can... I lost my train of thought, so I was thinking about all the different, different ways that I've gotten people out with these walkthroughs. You go through and you approach the judge, and uh, the judge will. If, that's what I was going to say. If, the, if you don't have a bond set, you have to go to court. The, the times that I have gone to court with my client is because no bond has been set, and they don't know what the bond is, and so one has to be 
uh, determined by the judge, which is usually on a schedule. And that's so, why you go to court for the you judge go to, court, to right. determine the bond. Right. Now, a lot of times you can do the walkthrough right then, though. You can say, I want to come in. They want to turn themselves in. Let's just get it reset. We, we can talk about even if there was probable cause. You know, you can still do a lot of things with your attorney in court. I am a big advocate, attorney or not, it wouldn't even matter if it's an attorney, to have legal advice before going to court because you want to make sure that you don't say something you're not supposed to say. Right. But you, you don't. You want to employ your Fifth Amendment rights if possible. And plus, it's a little bit easier to negotiate the court if you've got an attorney with you. That being said, though, um, if you go to court, uh, that's my first option is go to court with your attorney. Find out when the, the court hours are. And, and uh, you know, it's all messed up in Harris County right now because of Harvey. But go in there and take care of it that way. What you do is you uh, the court will let you go with the bondsman and your client over to the sheriff's office and and show that you're bailing out. And you don't actually go to jail. You sit and they kind of. You, they process you through without actually incarcerating you. Right. But you're not free to go because you're with your attorney, the bail person. Okay. Right. That's my first choice. It usually takes, if the attorney will do it with you, it usually takes about two hours in Harris County. I think it'd be shorter in Montgomery or Polk or mm-hmm. Waller in the smaller counties. Mm-hmm. Um, another option, if, they, if the court won't let you do the walkthrough, which in this particular situation I had uh, yesterday, they did not. They said, right. you don't do that. You can actually turn yourself in if you know what the bond is uh, to the sheriff's office. Um, and it shouldn't, as long as you've got the bond taken care of, you've got the bail person with you, or if you're paying a cash bond, you've got your ID, you have to have a cashier's check or a money order. You can't use a personal check. You can't use a charge card. But if you go in there and take care of it, it's usually good to have a friend with you, uh, just in case it doesn't work out or they don't accept your check or anything, because you're turning yourself in. There's a warrant. Right. Um, uh, go in there and then you'll get processed through again without being arrested. So, uh, that, that's what, how walkthroughs work. And it is much better to turn yourself in than be surprised at the gas station, which is how all my clients get picked up. Really? I was getting gas, and they got pulled in, and they said, let me see your license or whatever. It's it's all, A lot of times they're actually waiting for you outside if they just have a slow day. Who knows all the different ways people get picked up? It just right. seems like gas stations are a, a big thing. <laughs> they get run, I guess. Uh, they're, they're, uh, the officers are waiting at the gas station in a certain you know popular area, and they'll get you. They're just tracing license plates, I guess. Yeah. And I guess we need to have a, a guest officer on to find out what all their methods are so we can help the That's the a public. good idea. Yeah, we could do <laughs> that. Yeah. But if you have a, I guess uh, also the bottom line is uh, you might check from time to time to see if you have a worn out because this person is a good person. There was no reason for her well, to believe there was a worn out. what would be an indication if she didn't know and there was a worn out for her, for our listeners, what would be an indication if you... If you uh, to, to check, to check. I mean, just to check. I mean, just like going to the doctor for a checkup. Just so call a bondsman and check and see yeah, if there's well, I mean, a warrant out for you. Uh, you know, you don't want to bug a bondsman for no reason if it's, if you don't have any. Um, if you if you don't have a reason to be calling them, but I will say this: bonds people are like some of the nicest people they are, ever. I agree, and they will help you no matter what. And I think that's good business practice, just to mm-hmm. be friendly because you'll go to them or refer people to them mm-hmm. in. in and so they're happy to usually answer your questions, and they've got that facility right in front of them. Right. And um, so anyway, I, I check from time to time, not that I do anything wrong, but you just never know. Yeah. You just never know. And um, Okay, good advice. Yeah, walkthroughs, walkthroughs. You want to, so the, 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 the two rules of thumb are, if you find out you've got a warrant, well, first call a bonding company or try, if you learn, however you learn, if you've got a warrant, uh, call your attorney, and then your attorney can find out from the court if that court lets you do a walkthrough. And uh, if you need to get a bond or, and that kind of thing. And uh, secondarily, if you don't have an attorney first, uh, tr- turn yourself in, but make sure you've got the bond covered, all the proper prerequisites. I guess you could call the sheriff's department if they answer the phone um, to make sure that you don't actually become incarcerated. Because worst case scenario is you go there, you don't have the right stuff, and you're right. incarcerated and nobody knows you're there. <laughs> Right. So you got your one phone call. Well, I have a question. Your client, did you go with them to the sheriff's department yesterday and just sit with no, them? No, I've they... done that before, though, because my clients all are, are so nervous and they want you to hold their hand. Right. They're seriously like, just like, can you walk with me? And a lot of them say, I don't have the money. Can I borrow it from you? And of course, I'm like, oh, okay, well, you promised to pay me back. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Famous I'm helping these, words. A lot of my uh, uh I help people when I can if I've got the money. That's right. what we should do. And right. if it's a small amount, I do my, the very best I can. Mm-hmm. Serve. The, I think what, what's the phrase you always know this in the Bible? If this, if you serve the, the the downtrodden, it's like serving Jesus or something. What is that little phrase? If when you're serving the lowest, I think Mother Teresa. I was reading about this this morning at Mass. 
when you're serving the lowest among us, it's like you're serving Jesus. Right. Because, well, and, I mean, he said, do, do when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it to me. That's what I was looking for. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I always try to help people that way. Well, right. Good for you. Well, that's good not good. You. It's just what you're supposed to do. I think. Well, good for you. You're doing what you're supposed to do. Good for you. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So um, check and see if there's a warrant, if you suspect that there is. And, um, oh, and to answer your question this morning, I did not go with my client. Um, she had enough initiative after I explained everything to know what to do. And she, oh, that was the other thing I wanted to add. If you do turn yourself in, you want to go on a not so busy day when the police have time to process you through. So Tuesday and Wednesday mornings are usually the least, it's not the weekend crowd and it's not going toward the weekend. We want to party early. Uh -huh. Tuesday and Wednesday mornings really early seem to work in all the counties with those sheriff's departments as the least crowded. Okay. Oh, go. Good. Tuesday and Wednesday morning. So, um, well, today we're going to be talking about, along with the walkthrough, uh, that's good information for our listeners, we're going to continue our discussion on defamation. We're about to go to break here. Before we do, I want to let you know that our website is www.legalconnectionshow.com. We are working on getting all of our podcasts on our website so that you can download the podcast and listen. Tony, I think we're on like our 26th or 27th show now. So we have a plethora. That's a that's a 50 cent word. We have a plethora of uh, I like litany. Litany of legal <laughs> topics that you can choose from. And uh, also, if you go to ourlonestar.com tomorrow, you can download the podcast on Google Play or iTunes. But right now, we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we're going to continue our discussion on defamation from last and week. And answer Facebook questions. Facebook us. We will yes. answer any of your legal questions That's right. on the Ethan air. is here, and he's got it pulled up. And if you've got any questions, questions at LegalConnectionShow.com or go to Facebook, uh, Facebook.com forward slash LegalConnectionShow, and send us your questions, and we'll answer them live on the air. So we'll be right back after the break. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District's Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936 709-7671. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Today we are talking about defamation. We're continuing our discussion on defamation. And the reason Tony and I wanted to talk about this is because we think it's current. You know, the whole Roseanne Barr thing and uh, what she uh, tweeted about Valerie Jarrett, uh, which was one of Obama's cabinet members. I think it was his secretary mm -hmm. of state. Mm -hmm. And... Um, it was an opinion, actually, that, that she mm -hmm. tweeted. It was tasteless and vulgar, but it was an opinion. It wasn't based on facts. So we thought we'd talk about defamation. And, and then, you know, um, I, I don't know. Trump is always saying stuff. There's just his opinion. Defamation is such a, a huge global area of law. And I guess the, the, the bottom line with, with any type of defamation is do unto others as you would want them to do it to you. Is that how it goes? You're yeah. <laughs> Treat others the way you want to be treated. Yeah, there. That's how they tell you in uh, Sunday school. Yeah, I always forget the, the exact. Do uh, unto others as you would have and them do unto you. And you're our scholar on yeah. all biblical verses. I don't know but uh, the bottom line is people shouldn't be going around saying bad things and about other people and interfering with business contracts and 
all the other things that Absolutely. go with that, unless unless there's an actual benefit uh, to, uh, for uh, there's a reason for doing it other than just vindication and retribution and just being mean. Right, it's in the public interest. Yeah, and people there's, do it all the time. Uh-huh. It's like the, the playground, you know, someone's spreading spreading rumors is, and that's an opinion, of course, but it's just mean. It is mean, and I agree with you. You know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, or are uh, play nice, you yeah. know, but make nice. But it's also, nice. though, actionable. Right. When people defame you, it, it is actionable, and it's in court quite a bit. I've done, um, I've represented people on defamation cases mm-hmm. uh, seldom I a, times. I have a defamation suit right now. They're, they're all over the board. They are internet defamation. They are when somebody interferes with the business contract. They're when um, somebody... Uh, when, Damages when, someone's reputation. There's just, I mean, it runs the gamut because mm-hmm. it, uh, when people, it happens a lot that people send a letter out because they're mad mm-hmm. and they're trying to be, I don't know, they're just mad. And so they're like, I'm going to get somebody back. I'm going to... Whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. that being said, mm-hmm. tell us the elements. Uh, and we'll get on to some of our stories and answer mm-hmm. some questions. Tell us the elements of defamation. What does it require to prove a cause of action for defamation? Well, defamation can be spoken or it can be written. It can be in a movie. You know, it can. And that's sort of like an oral thing mm-hmm. in the movie. But it's, it sort of rides the middle. When you say movie, ground. what are you talking about? Like a film. Uh, uh Oh, like if somebody like, uh, like Michael Moore right. fames somebody in a film. Exactly. Okay. A film, a television show, program, Broadcast, whatever. Uh-huh. Right. But the elements of defamation are there has to be a defamatory statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to be made of and regarding the person who has been saying they've been damaged, the mm-hmm. plaintiff, the person who brings the suit. Uh, it has to be published to others. And that depending upon the type of defamation, it has to cause injury to the plaintiff. And I think you just talked about some of the injury. Uh, you were saying um, to your business relationships, to right. your finances. Some to- forms of defamation don't require you show injury. They're per se. That's and, right. um, and that's if you, uh, and I don't have, again, we're a law show. and I should have this right in front of me. I have it here. Oh, good. Because I know that if, uh, for, for, for a fact, if you say that, that somebody um, is a coke addict yeah. or a, a drug dealer and they're not, that's per se. That's automatically th- that the, the, the courts know that you have had damage because they have, they've said something that's untrue. Or that you have a, you're a criminal, you've created some, you've uh, committed some sort of criminal crime or you have a... And it's not true. Uh, right. The problem with that is it's such a broad spectrum. If someone has a traffic ticket, that's a crime. Right. But if they're specific and they say, yeah, you murdered, they murdered somebody when they right. did it. Right. That happens in court a lot. People will actually file false, char- file false charges. That's defamatory. And and does anything happen to these people that lie? No. All my clients are like, they, they told a lie just so that I would have a warrant out or I would go through this because they were trying to get back at me for something. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really difficult to get somebody for um for perjury like that because they're not saying it under oath mm-hmm. they're saying well i thought it the yeah public that's good. what i heard but there are four things i think there are four if you can that makes it per se is if that if you say if the person is insane they committed criminal acts they suffer from a loathsome or venereal disease or they're dishonest or incompetent in their profession and then that's we go, per se we go straight to how difficult defamation is because People say people are insane all the time. Mm-hmm. But and then they say it was an opinion. Now, that doesn't apply to opinions. You know, opinions are an exclusion uh, that are constitutionally protected mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, there's robust public debate and there's no chilling effect on someone uh, trying to solve the society's problems. And so they can say, well, it was just my opinion. And that's They get covered by that quite a bit. And that being said, the um, there's privileges. And right. the privileges kick in. They somebody that I, I'm going to call professional defamers, people mm. that harass for just the benefit of trying to get the edge in whatever the situation may be. Mm-hmm. And it happens everywhere. It happens in divorce situations. It happens in no kidding uh, when there's parties against each other in lawsuits in political mm-hmm. uh, realms. I was just reading a case um, about, and it was an, an older case, uh, and it was for another something else I was working on was a whole different issue. But the mayor of, um, there was a political uh, election. Uh, the mayor, I think it was Pasadena, it might have been South Houston, uh, was running. He had two opponents. Uh, he had an opponent and a publicist. The opponent, 
who are trying to unseat the mayor, uh, published with his publicist all this horrible stuff about the mayor. Horrible stuff. And um, and the mayor was like taken back by it, but it worked. The mayor got unseated. Oh, wow. And uh, he was mad, so he filed a defamation case. And mm-hmm. they ultimately, the he lost, even though he should not have lost because it was just a tactic so that they would win. Not <gasps> unlike the, our presidential elections and other political elections, but... Um, they, it, so he could show malice, right? It, not only did they say that there was um, one of the privileges was um, an I don't think it was an official proceeding. It was uh, not a public meeting. In that case, the reason they lost because they said it was an opinion. They said, mm-hmm. "Oh, it was just an opinion." Uh, that opinion thing works really well, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it's not an opinion. It's very clear. Somebody writes something, and they'll say, for an example, um, uh, let me see if I can use. Uh, I guess I could use you. I'll use you. Um, and I'll say something completely untrue so we know that there won't be any question about it. Right. Um, See, that's a disclaimer. If you have a disclaimer <laughs> then uh, it and says it, say it's an opinion, yeah. then that'll stand Christine, up in court. Christine Jahani, uh, let me see. What could I say that's just completely untrue about you? Uh, murdered five people, and they're buried in her backyard. And I said this. Completely untrue. <laughs> I haven't been to your house. <laughs> completely untrue tony (laughs) (laughs) but she murdered the and the reason that i believe she murdered five people is because i haven't seen him for a while and um you know plus i'm mad at you because the the vatican medal that you gave me uh tarnished you know and Mm -hmm. i'm 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 like insane okay Mm -hmm. well that's not uh, that could be mitigating i guess i'm insane that would be my own defense for the defamation but that's completely untrue let's say i published this Mm -hmm. um i don't see does it meet all the factors does that example meet the factors of defamation that you just read me? So read out each factor, and we'll just look at that that example. Okay, that's a good. That's good. Okay, a defamatory statement is the first uh, element. Oh, let me change that. I'm going to change it to to our favorite Brady Bunch. Okay. Um, what's yeah. her name? Carol and uh, Mike. Carol said. Uh, wrote, Carol was mad because she found out Mike was gay. Okay. <laughs> and really, after all that, yeah, she found out. And but no one knew. Uh huh. But she wanted more uh, royalties from the show. Uh huh. And so um, uh, she wrote that not only was the character gay, but the actor was gay, and that um, she just wanted people to know because she thought it was in the public interest for people to know this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so let's go to let's find out. Did Carol Brady defame Mike? Mike. Uh, the okay. actor and the the, the character, mm-hmm. when Carol Brady and the actress Flo Lawrence Henderson wrote a letter on behalf of both. So let's, let's work through that. Okay, so the first thing you need is, number one, a defamatory statement. Okay, that's pretty defamatory. Uh-huh, can be. Uh, so the statement is, Mike is gay and the actor that played him is gay. Okay. Okay. Two different statements. Okay, so uh, number two that is made of and regarding the plaintiff. So in this case, Mike would be the plaintiff because he's mad and he's going to sue her for defamation. Right. She has specifically used the name of the actor. Who is the actor? I can't remember. It was Mike Brady, but there was two of them. No, no, there was just Oh, there's only one? Mm -hmm. I'm confusing that with I. Jimmy Jean. Right, or uh, Bewitched. There were a bunch of Darrens. They were gay too. They they were? One of them was. Yeah, I think it was the second door. I don't know for sure. It's an opinion. Um, right. So anyway, so he's mad. Mike is mad, right? He's, right. he's suing her. So uh-huh. he's the plaintiff. Now I just want him to know who the itself, plaintiff though. is. Statement itself. Okay. That's made of and regarding the plaintiff. And we're going to limit it now because I've got too, too much confusion going on. Um, the mom, we're just going to use the characters. Uh, Carol, Carol says Mike is gay because mm-hmm. she's mad and she wants a divorce from her second husband. The Brady Bunch is not working out. Okay. Okay. So, so Carol says... Mike is gay, and she publishes it to the local community. Uh, uh, now, is she talking about the character? No, right now, we're just, we're just talking just the characters, right. Carol. Okay, that depends. Uh, Carol Brady. Yeah, so is it made of and regarding the plaintiff? Yeah, she says Mike Brady's gay. Well, see, he's suing as, as himself, and so if he's if it's his character, no. the character yeah, Mike Brady. Okay, Mike Brady, the character. Right. Then the actual individual didn't wouldn't have suffered any uh, defamation. No, because, no, no. We're, the character's real. Okay. So okay. here. So right. here, I'm going to, tell me where I'm wrong. I'm going to try to analyze it since it's my own example. I'm not being very good about it. Mike, uh, Carol, Carol Brady uh, says Mike Brady is gay and she sends it to the local PTA. 
because she's mad and she wants a divorce and she's trying to, to bolster her position to be able to get uh, child support for all six kids because she's adopted his three boys. Okay? Mm-hmm. And um, so is it defamatory? Yeah, well, the statement is that he's gay. Mm-hmm. If it's true, it's not defamatory. Right. But he's saying it's not true. Right. Okay. Right. And then the next step is, did she did she use his name? Yes, she actually, she of put it out regarding, in writing. Of and regarding it's him. Specifically yes. him. Okay. The third one is, it's published to others. So yes. she writes it she in She writes letter the letter. It's clear. The in the publication. He gets it later. He finds it. Published to others. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one is that, depending on the type of defamation involved, causes injury to the plaintiff. See, that's the killer right there. Okay. Is, but showing injury so the question is when she told us the pta nobody nobody had any an indication that he would be gay mm-hmm. was mike brady gay and so the question then you have to go to the defenses and and was it privileged and and was it her opinion well this was isn't it true it didn't was... say in my opinion he's gay Mm-mm. so that's pretty clear that looks like a defamatory statement mm-hmm. so opinion would not be a, a defense mm-hmm. um was it um and of course, he comes back and he sues her for defamation, just like you said. Mm-hmm. He's suing her, mm-hmm. and he's saying it's per se because she's saying he's gay. That's mm-hmm. one of the. She, he doesn't have to show an injury mm-hmm. because it's automatically known that that sort of allegation, if not true, has an injury. All right, so there would be exemplary damages and various other things. All right, so uh, we go. We we've got. I believe that we have all the elements for defamation. A a statement defamatory made statement. that's defamatory, published to at least one person. Mm-hmm. It can only have to be one. It doesn't even have to be republished. It can just be to one person, mm-hmm. even in private by a letter. Mm-hmm. Let's say Carol wrote this letter to Mike's mother. Mm-hmm. That's, that's defamation. It is. Because it's just his mother. Even if it was just a letter, it was published to another person. And I think it's interesting to our listeners to know, too, that if the mother turned around and told someone else, she could all, the mother could also be yes. sued for Gossip defamation. Can also, you repeat it. Uh, you can get in trouble if you repeat defamation. Um, I think there may be just some, some defenses to that, that, you know, I don't know what they would be, though, because if you repeat gossip and it's defamation, then you become the defamer. One more reason not to gossip. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You can you can say, I heard this. I'm not sure if it's true. Now you've protected yourself. Yeah. Just saying this is just news. It's, like it's right? a disclaimer. Okay. But to actually say it and not have any, not any backup, that's kind of a bad thing. Okay. So he goes through and he says um, this defamatory statement. So now he's got to prove that um, that it's not true. So Carol says... Well, um, well, you know what? I know he's really not gay. I, I just, I just said that. But she, it's okay because I said it in a. Uh, let's see. Let, let's look at all the the privileged matters because that's the first attack on defamation. Um, was it true? She should say, yeah, it was partially true. I know that he had a gay relationship in in high school, so I think he's gay. If she can prove it's even remotely true, as a defense. Mm-hmm. Th- that was a mean thing that she did, but she now has, if she can prove that there was some relationship with, from a credible witness mm-hmm. uh, and a jury believed it, then that would be, uh, that would be a defense. There was some nugget of truth to it. Mm-hmm. All right, so she's just being mean, and there may be some other cause of action for her doing that. I don't know what it would be right now. Uh, it depends on who she wrote it to, who her, her target audience mm-hmm. was. Many people write letters to um, our, our broadcast untruthful information to people that they know will hurt the person they're trying to hurt. Mm-hmm. Would, so they'll they'll write to someone's boss or someone's mm-hmm. wife or someone's child. Right. Uh, they're doing this to be vindictive, mm-hmm. and that's not a defense. So uh, that's just, we know what their motivation is. Um, there was a case that recently, we were just talking about it, from um, South Texas, mm-hmm. and a professor, Professor Paulson, mm-hmm. um, he was invited to... Uh, View uh, to look at a case as as a professor. One of his students said, "Hey, will you take a look at this case and tell me what you feel about it?" And I think it had to do with uh, somebody that had um, uh, what's it called uh, when you have uh, when you try to get pregnant through in vitro fertilization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It had something to do with artificial the, the adoptive rights of an in vitro fertilization thing. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't think that the he had an opinion on the case that he thought. He was not in agreement with one of the attorneys, so he wrote an amicus brief, which is completely legitimate. You can right. do that. Of course and, you can. And um, the attorney that he wrote the brief against, if I have this straight, um, was angry that he wrote the amicus brief. So she wrote a letter about Professor Paulson to the the, the president of the South Texas, where he works. The South so Texas basically she wrote law, a letter to the employer uh, Professor Paulson saying he needs to be sanctioned. I cannot believe yeah, that. Th- and that was completely wrong because he had a 
a right for a public speech to it have sure an did. opinion on that. Well, and the amicus brief attorneys write those all the time. Basically. She had, yeah, she had no right to go straight to his boss and say he should be sanctioned. You have to kind of look at the source, though. Um, in a law school, the president of law school is also an attorney, and he knew that she was angry, um, and he knew that 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 she was trying to hurt Professor Paulson for his opinion. But mm-hmm. what she did was still wrong. She didn't right. have any business trying to interfere with this business contract. Right. So where she didn't have a defamation, he didn't have a defamation claim. He did have interference with the business contract. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what, you know, just came out, I just saw today, I wasn't following it. It was just something that kind of showed up in the paper. Um, it, it came about that he, they, they had all kind of suits going back and forth. And one was he filed an anti, what's called an, I think they both filed anti-slap suits and what that is there's legislation that if if the the uh, defamatory statement is privileged because it helps the public basically um it puts people on notice of something bad then um then it's it has to be dismissed in other words they want people to come forth with notifying people of bad people um but you they cross the, the line is crossed when there uh the, there really isn't a reason for the actual uh, defamatory statement other than vindictiveness mm-hmm. and retribution. And uh, and that's all this woman was doing that for. She was just mad that this professor didn't agree with her. And the anti-slap legislation shouldn't um, prevent people from, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be an avenue for people to get mad at somebody and, and, and defame them to their bosses to try to get them fired, which happens quite a bit. And that goes to, People in divorces, too. I know that we've got several cases that we both work on individually where the the spouse, one of the angry spouses is writing letters to the employer right. and, and various other friends and neighbors mm-hmm. of the uh, the other spouse to get them mm-hmm. in trouble mm-hmm. when there's not a, any truth to it. Or maybe there is a little bit, but just enough so that they get them in trouble. There, that, there should be a law against that. I think there is a law against that. And that kind of goes to... Um, uh, we'll go back to the, the, the basic tenets of our original law. Uh, you should treat people like you want to be treated. Right. And again, if you're treated badly, um, and this is all in mass this morning, um, then you have to learn to forgive the person that was bad to you because you have to get that off of your heart. You have to get it out of your mm-hmm. conscience so you can have peace. Mm-hmm. So forgive your enemies because you don't get any benefit when God says you forgive your friends. Forgive right. your enemies. He said even the pagans and sinners do that. But here's the catcher. It doesn't mean you're, that the justice should not be done through the, the civil courts, the criminal courts. Forgive them for what they have done, but go forth with justice. I agree with that. And I really do. Yes. They, they should I mean, get we, a free ride. We, gonna... we live in Texas, and, you know, it's the Bible Belt here. And, and people think a lot of times that forgiveness is forgetting and never thinking about it again and yeah, no. nah, that's mm-hmm. not i disagree with that no. definitely somebody murders your uh your child yeah you can find it in your heart to forgive them for whatever the reason that they did that mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. but there should be justice they there should be if they murdered them i don't mm-hmm. care what the exclamation was Mm-mm. then they should go to prison I mean, mm-hmm. if they were out of their mind, they should go to a mental hospital mm-hmm. um, and get some treatment. Mm-hmm. But that's not up to you. People shouldn't get justice on their own. They should allow the justice system to run it through its course. To prevail. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's what we're here for today is to tell people that, um, you know, it all kind of goes with defamation, too. The, let the justice system take care of it. Um, and sometimes justice isn't done, but you can't go forward and have your own remedies. You have to allow justice right. through civil and our criminal to take care of that. Because ultimately, if you fight and you have the perseverance and you have God's grace, and uh, it will, it, you will prevail one way or the other. Absolutely. Well, so what happened with Professor Paulson? Uh, Was it all just dismissed? Um, ultimately, it, what it came down to, and I'd love to have Professor Paulson on here. We could. Or even Ellen Yarell. Is that the? Her. She is the attorney that disagreed with what Professor, Professor Paulson's amicus brief Mm -hmm. so she had a position but whatever that position may be if she wants to come on and talk about her side or professor paulson wants to come on i would love to have them on but ultimately they said that um her letter to professor paulson's employer the president of the of the uh, law school was opinion they said that it was clear that she just had an opinion that he shouldn't have done that and it was her opinion he should be sanctioned 
I beg to differ. I think that it wasn't an opinion. When you send a letter to someone's employer, the intent is to hurt them. Mm-hmm. It's not just an opinion. Right. But uh, they said that, uh, I, you know, I have to read through this long brief, but the bottom right. line was uh, he did get the word out. The good thing is it's just like um, like they said about the abortion rights in Ireland where Ireland just passed a, a law that allowed more abortions to be more free mm-hmm. than they had been previously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the... The, the Catholic Church basically said, we don't look at that as a loss. We look at it as it would have been a loss if we hadn't fought. Mm-hmm. So you have to fight for what you think is right and get the word out. Mm-hmm. So and that's what Paulson did. That's what he did. He said, you can't do this. This is wrong. Uh, I don't know that this is the end. He may have more levels of appeal on that because mm-hmm. uh, I really haven't gotten that closely into the case. But I believe that what this woman did as an attorney mm-hmm. was wrong. She had no business interfering with the business contract saying, I don't like what he wrote, and I think you should sanction him. That was none of her business. Right. Absolutely. And uh, I'm completely aligned with him. But it went back to defamation. They said that they thought it was an opinion. And so the the reason that it's named anti-slap is it that, that you can't slap someone across the face and get away with it? Is that kind well, of the thinking? Well, I will tell you um, a little bit about anti-slap. Do we have time during the segment for you to read about it or okay well i i would i want to tell people about anti-slap so um well why don't we take a break and uh and we want we want you to know if you're dealing with a defamation issue if you've got questions you can send us your questions at questions at legalconnectionshow.com tony and i are both attorneys we're here to answer your questions to help you through any kind of legal maze that you may find yourself in We're going to go to break, and we will be right back after the break talking about defamation. Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders, which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift than a flight on a historic B-17? Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or Call 855-FLY-A-B-17. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to the Legal Connection Show with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I are here today talking about defamation. And, you know, Tony, I'm going to contact Professor Paulson. James Paulson is his name, and he was my professor for uh, marital property, and he was great. I love that guy. Very fair. Very Mm -hmm. fair, very intelligent, and he's such a history buff about uh, Texas and the United States and marital. I took him for two classes. I can't remember... I don't what remember what were. else he teaches. Probably <laughs> marital property was one of them. It's just, I think it's been like 18 years. I just can't remember. I can't remember what other class he teaches. Because I remember I him being him very, very helpful, though. And um, he was a very clear teacher. And I think that he would be able to help us make more clear um, sort of the elements and the defenses with regard to this his particular situation in the defamation case. Mm-hmm. And 
And, um, you know, like I said, there's such a broad spectrum of, of elements for defamation that we haven't even hardly, you know, touched the surface on. I had all these questions. One one is um, internet defamation. I yeah, just wanna... let's do questions. You want to do questions? Well, I did have a question got... about internet defamation. I'll just it, it, It's a brief one. It's like, what do you do when someone defames you on a review site or uh, do you take down just that review site? You actually, um, I just learned this too. There's something called, there's a website. If they take it down, but you've still been defamed right. because people saw it. Yeah. Or it can be on other sites that you haven't seen because it can be reproduced. There's something, if you can't prove it because they've taken it down, which people do all the time, like mm-hmm. Rosemary Barr tried to do. Uh, but hers got out before she got to take it down mm-hmm. uh, or, or recant or whatever. Um, there's something called uh, www.waybackmachine.com. Way, and they, W-A-Y? Back? W, yeah, waybackmachine.com. And it uh, downloads like every, uh, you know, so very, very a lot. It downloads right. everything on the Internet, mm-hmm. everything apparently on the Internet, uh, like every few minutes. Mm-hmm. And you can actually subpoena them. And get the stuff that people took off mm-hmm. to show the defamation. So that's you're not right. off the hook, people, when you try to do something bad like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's really good news to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, it's really easy to get this information, too, and, and they're a good source. Um, the other thing is, um, if someone's defaming you on the Internet, you need to contact. I would say you could contact an attorney, but it's, the first line of action would be to to not uh, go back and try to fight them online. I guess you, I guess you could. That was very recent. That happened um, with another client of mine. They had defamatory statements going back and forth on like a Google review site, mm-hmm. and they got into it. And uh, ultimately, the person that started it, the bad guy, wiped everything off because it was learned that that what she was saying wasn't true. Oh. And but so it, that action did work because it got them to take it all down. But who knows what damage was done in the interim? Uh, so you want to contact the provider, and generally, if you contact an attorney, they can get an injunction file to get it taken down mm-hmm. and maybe have an apology issued or whatever. But uh, def- uh, defamation of the internet is really difficult because it's so broad. But the Wayback Machine will help you to prove it. And you also have to look at the damages. I mean, you can get damages, but you have to look at the source. Uh, another example is an employer and employee situation. If somebody says that um, they were fired from a job. Okay, let's, let me give two different examples. The employee um, goes to find another job and they call the new potential employer calls for reference and the previous employer is mad they left Mm -hmm. and gives them a bad reference Mm -hmm. okay um let's say the person left for no reason at all they just wanted to start their own business and if they thought they were leaving on good terms and this employer gave them a bad reference and it happens a lot more often than you would know so um, the employee can sue for defamation even if it's just verbal because they would have the statement of the person that was called to and if they could prove that it wasn't true not even a nugget of truth then um who knows what it was said but whatever it was said then that's actionable, okay? Mm-hmm. And you can probably recover from a corporation. Um, there's a lot of laws that, you know, there's discriminatory, all kind of laws. So be careful, and I do this from being a, a manager at some large companies, um, you know, where I manage like 40 or 50 people. You have to be really, really careful mm-hmm. about all those different, you know, federal laws for discrimination at the state level and that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, I wasn't ever saying anything that was wrong. If you, if you do the right thing, you're pretty much protected for the most part. Well, what about part. if they get a bad reference and they deserved it? I mean, they can That's still. not defamation. They can sue all they like. And they, they, they should, people should not hold back about giving bad references because it's not fair to the new employer that they don't know the person they're getting is a deadbeat. I know that they do hold job. back because they're yeah. afraid that they're yeah. going to be. Um, I've given reviews. I'm very honest. Mm-hmm. I'm completely honest, and I'm not afraid of a defamation suit mm-hmm. because if somebody worked for me, I tell them the good and the bad, mm-hmm. and I'll say, it's not my opinion. These are what happened, and I'll give them examples. Mm-hmm. And that's all you do. You just, you just say the truth because you really should do the right thing, mm-hmm. you know, like Dr. Laura says, always do the right mm-hmm. thing. Um, on the other hand, if the um, employer wants to sue the employee, because the employee's going around saying the employer, I don't know who it would be, is terrible. And they, you know, let's just, I can't even think of an example of a big employer that happened to, but any Burger of the big corporations. King. What about Burger, Burger King? You know, they were horrible. They're discriminatory. They they put, um, you know, cat feces in their burgers with people that don't which like. Is, they spit on the buns. Not you know, true. They, right. They're making stuff up. Okay. Right. Um, the, uh, Burger King has every right to defame them. And, and they have to protect themselves to show that it wasn't true. So there has to be a suit. They usually have the money to back that. Mm-hmm. But um, but Burger King would probably never expect to get any kind of damage recovery mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they don't have any money. This is the kind of person that is not employable or, you know, they just don't have, uh, they're, they're judgment proof. Mm-hmm. But they, they have to fight it because they have to get that, they have to get the record straight. Mm-hmm. Defamation is a huge area of law. And again, 
the um, there's mitigating factors that I want to go over those just briefly um, to determine the extent and the source of the actual damages and to mitigate exemplary damages for like um, per se or what have you because you're going to get those damages. It's just what amount it's going to be. Mm-hmm. If somebody defames you and says you're a drug addict or you're gay and you're not, you know, they say completely wrong things about you mm-hmm. and your company. Mm-hmm. Um, the defendant in a libel action may give evidence of the following matters if they have been specifically pleaded. All material facts and circumstances surrounding the claim for damages and the defenses of the claim. So anyway, you're just, you're trying to, the person that said it's trying to mitigate it. They're saying, you know, it was partially true. They offer, I offered a public an apology. I offered a correction. I offered a retraction. Right. Sort of like what Roseanne tried to do. Right. Uh, to mitigate any damages they would have against her mm-hmm. for this damaging statement that she made. Which um, was really just her opinion. I mean. It was her opinion. It wouldn't have been actionable. But mm-mm. if they, if she went to a court and let's say they bought the judge off mm-hmm. and the court said, uh, it was a bench trial. The court said, this is defamation and you owe me you know, $5 billion because mm-hmm. that was so horrible what you said because they mm-hmm. were really big Obama, Obama judge or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, we're gonna, just going to nail you to the cross on this. Um, she could come forward with, you know, I would, these are the mitigating factors. I offered apology. It was my opinion. I retracted. You know, all the things that people do when they really are contrite. And that goes straight exactly. back to what we heard of Mass today. If, uh, and it was the reading this morning, which was just sort of, you know, kind of all went together with what our show is. Um, and you'll know this story. The, sh- the story is where... Um, Naboth had a vineyard, and uh, Ahab wanted it. He was the mm-hmm. king of Israel, mm-hmm. and he asked Naboth, hey, will you sell it to me? And Naboth and he said, said, no. No, I kind of like my vineyard. Not selling anytime soon here. And Ahab was like, uh, Ahab's wife, Jezebel, said, you should kill him. And I think that's how the story went. Didn't Jezebel mm-hmm. say, just kill him? And he and, did. And so... She wrote, a, uh, and then he did. Mm-hmm. And because Jezebel's reasoning was, if you kill him, you'll get it because you're the king. Right. And of course it's he did. It's cheat back to the state. Yes. And they did kill this poor guy that was just, he Wanted was just his vineyard. running mm-hmm. his vineyard. You can't mm-hmm. go around killing people for their, their just because you want it. Right. There should be justice. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a few things to say about what was my proverb? My proverb was. Your proverb was great. It my, was, uh, there's so the m- evil, evil do not understand justice, but those who follow the lord understand it quite well it was something like that yes and a lie will not stand but the truth will all will exist forever yeah and you know my my when i was praying i you know i was directed to proverbs and you know uh I, I forgot it was something to the effect that uh you cannot change old property lines uh, oh right or god will defend you but it kind of goes toward the the naboth uh naboth and ahab also yeah and um that he went in there and said you know your property is my property now yeah. And if you don't like it, I'm going to come kill you. And Took then they did. The, yeah. And Naboth was a good, a good guy. He was. Okay. So what happened was um, Elisha got involved. And I, I don't know if Elisha came through a vision, or but he found out what happened. Mm-hmm. He found out that, that Naboth was killed by Ahab, the king, mm-hmm. because he had the power to do it. And he, we got away with it just because he wanted his vineyard. He was mm-hmm. greedy. And so Ahab uh, had, um, you know, was a prophet. And God told him, you need to go let Ahab know that, his life is going to be the worst life he's ever had. I'm going to strip him of everything. He's going to die a horrible death. He, the pain he suffers will be like none other. Um, all of his heirs, he will have no heirs. I will kill everybody. Basically, Elisha, who, you know, was like a huge prophet, because wasn't he at the transfiguration? I mean, Elisha was a big guy in the Bible. It, it was Elijah, I think, was at the transfiguration. Yeah, Elijah. Oh, it wasn't Elisha. Was it Elijah or Elisha that told us to Um, I think who you're talking about is Elisha. They were around... The same time. The same One time. was younger than the Elijah other. Elijah was first, and then Elisha came after him, I believe. At any case, uh, yeah. God spoke to Elisha, who was the protege of Elijah, exactly. and uh, and said, go let Ahab know he's dead meat. Right. You know, there is no way he's going to, for gonna what he did, this. this is the justice of God. You're, mm-hmm. we're, you will not, what you knew, will, you will never for eternity be able to get past this. Mm-hmm. But what Ahab did was, he completely became contrite. He, he, you know, dressed, wore, you know, potato sacks and, ashes, and, yeah. and was down and he was contrite and, you know, whatever. He was doing everything with his power. He was giving away all of his worldly goods. I mean, I don't know if he gave up his kingdom, but he was like, please forgive me just mm-hmm. with all of my power. I'm sorry. Yeah. Kind of like the public apology, correction, retraction. Exactly. And, and I will be damned if God didn't buy into it. God mm-hmm. said, I'm a forgiving God. Mm-hmm. And he's been so contrite. That even though you did this horrible, horrible thing, 
I'm going to forgive you, which is what the whole service was today. You have to forgive your enemies. However, Mm -hmm. he wasn't off the hook. All of his heirs would be damned and they would live a horrible life. Everything that was going to happen to him is now going to happen to all of his children. Yeah. God spared him. He spared him because he was contrite. But look, his kids couldn't even have a say in it. Right. So there is still justice. There's still damages. But Mm. this is the same kind of thing. They tried to get around it. It's sort of going into the mitigating factors. You can sometimes mitigate this. That's right. But there will still be a penalty. All right. So um, what I was going to say about the anti-slap case is uh, the type of law that it covers is the reason that it came about was because um, it's the legislation decided that that people needed to be able to, uh, uh, in a nutshell, the legislation wanted to encourage and safeguard constitutional rights of defendants to speak freely, petition, associate freely, and otherwise participate in government to maximize the extent provided by law. So they can say what they want to say. All right. Uh, which reminds me real quick, because I know we got our, our show's almost over. But I was going through a, a metal detector the other day, and my I have a rosary that I wear that has got metal on it. Uh-huh. And the, the metal detector guy, he was so funny over here in the courthouse annex. He goes, um, separation of church and state, ma'am. I don't think that's how it works uh, uh, because, you know, I, not on my body. Yes. That's not why we have separation. That's not what's in the Constitution. Uh, First Amendment rights say that I have a right to talk about, you know, Jesus because he is our Lord and Savior mm-hmm. and I won't be penalized by it or, you know, uh, beheaded like Thomas, mm-hmm. Sir, uh, Thomas or St. Thomas over, you know, like King Henry VIII. Okay. Mm, so anyway, Thomas, um, what's his name? Thomas, Thomas Moore. Was it Thomas yes, Moore? St. Yeah. Thomas More. How could I forget? That's when my kids were baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it's a safeguard. But there, but you have to have, to succeed to get rid of this, if somebody, if, you, if you're saying, oh, I can say that, like Professor Paulson, I can say these bad things about you um, in order to I succeed. I felt like it. Yeah. You have, to have, you have to meet certain standards. And if you don't even have a witness, or, you don't, or, or the statement clearly was for retribution, then that doesn't stand. That is defamation, and it right. should stand. That's and it, right. and and if the first court you go to doesn't full, run, rule in your favor, the next higher up one on appeal, and we've talked about that well. Okay. All right, Tony. Well, this has been a great show. We've been talking about defamation. Reach out to us, questions at LegalConnectionShow.com. Listen to us next week on 104.5, 106.1, Conroe's FM. And don't forget to... Serve God by serving others. That's right. Always. Thank you, guys. Have a great week.